my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hi, I'm Amy Nelson. And I'm Sam Edis. And this is What's Her Story with Sam and Amy. We're so excited today to welcome the founder and CEO of Hint, which is our favorite flavored water. Kara is an inspiration. She started her company. She's grown it. She's had four kids. Um, and, and she just doesn't really stop. She's also someone who is always giving back. I don't know, Sam, if I told you this, but I was just on the phone with Kara this week and talking to her about my business. And, and she just and she just volunteered to find time within her day between everything she's doing to walk me through some hard decisions I had to make. Yeah, Kara is super generous and uh, she's become a good friend. And I feel like she's one of those women that just there's something about Kara where she's an optimist at heart and she also really doesn't see hard things as that hard. She just keeps on going. And I think that's that's a big part of her success. And we'll find out a lot more from her today. And I really I I, I find that inspiring. She's just she's a morning person like I am and she just wakes <laughs> up with like what's gonna happen today. And she really like we were ha- she was telling a story to me once about something, some jerk said to her, some guy. And I remember thinking like if someone had said something like that to me, I would have just kind of 
not been able to move forward with the situation on any level. And Kara, of course, is like, and I sat and I thought about it and I thought, what can I learn from this? And I'm like, this guy's an asshole. There's literally nothing to learn. And yet Kara is like, nope, there's something to learn. Like, And she just takes the lesson and moves forward and just doesn't even think about the negative part of it. Or maybe she does, but she doesn't talk about it. Do you find that you have far fewer negative interactions now in the pandemic because you just aren't around as many people in all of these different situations? You're shaking your head. She's shaking her head. No. Do you have as many I'm just, I've always been a really sensitive person. So I've, I have like negative interactions, like hurt me more deeply than they hurt you. I think, cause you're, you're tougher than I am. So <laughs> I, I put, no, I'm just as sensitive as I always was and I have fewer interactions. So if they're negative, they really like haunt my dreams and stuff. So uh, that's absolutely a, not. That's interesting. <laughs> my mother, although would... I'm very conflict averse, so I don't like having conflict. So I'm not, um, I would say that in general, I don't have that much conflict in my life. Like I, I've, I've kind of constructed a life where I'm a little bit conflict free. And I think it's easier to do that during the pandemic, certainly, because yeah. you can shield yourself from that. My mother, when she listens to this, will die to hear you say that I'm not that sensitive because she thinks I'm like the most sensitive person on earth. Well, she but must be super tough then. <laughs> my mother is the tough. Like she's, and, and I mean that lovingly, mom, because you're wonderful, truly. You're one of my best friends. But like she's just, she's very tough. And I am very not tough sometimes. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you're sensitive, but you're also, I, I sometimes will be like, Amy, like, how do you handle this hard conversation? Like, I'm not, it's not something, I think it, it affects me more deeply than I wish it would. And I'm just, I've always been like that because I'm such a feeler and it's like, I feel other people's pain and I just have a hard time with it. No, I get it. I think with the hard conversations and, I, you know, Kara might talk about this today, but with the hard conversations, it's like at a certain point, you're just having so many of them. You've got to come up with just a system. Like, this is how I tackle this incredibly hard and disruptive thing that for me 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to even say out loud. That's actually something I've learned from you is you do, you are, you're good at compartmentalizing a difficult conversation and like, let's just get it done and let's get through it. And I, I do appreciate that. And by the way, I don't think that we talked to Kara about hard conversations. <laughs> so I think I, 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 but I did think that she told us so many amazing stories. It was, it was hard to like, I could have listened to her forever. And that's kind of how her book Undaunted is, is there are so many great stories in that book. And I, one of the stories that she begins with in, in this episode is talking about her first job at a Mexican restaurant in Arizona that I am now dying to go to. I know. I want to go for sure. That little, that little job. And by the way, my favorite Mexican restaurant still to this day. It's what ultimately led me to... I talk about in the book being an accidental entrepreneur and I think that that's the key thing like people are always asking me did you always want to be an entrepreneur and you know my sort of short answer is no I, I just always wanted to smile and enjoy what I was doing and and learn along the way and as long as I continued learning and as long as I was working with great people and you know and and ultimately that really led me to also understand that I'm, you know, more and more curious about things and wanting to develop a, a product around it was never something that I thought, okay, one day I'm gonna go do my own company. Instead, it was like, let me just go figure this out. And, 
because nobody else was doing it. So, but I think it all kind of goes back to that time. So Kara, you ended up in the Time Inc. building. We're not going to spoil the book. I can assure you everyone's going to want to read this book, but because it's so inspirational, but share with everyone what ended up happening, what that first job was, and also what a fish out of water you were when you arrived. Yeah, so I walked into the the Time Inc. building, and uh, this was a time when there was no security down on the bottom floors, uh, and I walked up to the HR department because I knew that that's where you applied for jobs. That's what I thought. Like, that's what HR does, right? You submit a resume, and then you just go and interview, right? And so I had emailed the then managing editor of Fortune Magazine, Marshall Loeb, and said, hey, I'd love to come work for you. And he sort of sent me this nice letter back that said, you know, if you're ever in the New York area, please let me know. And I saved that letter and put it in my little briefcase. <laughs> and I went to, you know, the timing building and marched up to HR and, you know, this is looking great in my green, my my Kelly green uh, suit, linen suit, and you know, which frankly was probably not the best thing to be wearing. But I marched <laughs> up and I said, I got this letter from Marshall Loeb, and I'd really like to interview because I'm here in New York, and that's what it says. If you're ever in the New York area, just just, just following instructions. <laughs> yeah, just following instructions. And the poor receptionist was like, she didn't know what to do with me. She was probably like a year older than me, and she. You know, I frazzled her a little bit and she called the head of HR and she said, there's this woman here and she's got this letter from Marshall Loeb. And it said, if you're ever in the New York area, what do we do? And the head of <laughs> HR said, uh, so I think what he meant was that you should let us know ahead of time. And I said, oh, that's too bad. I'm leaving tomorrow. And it'd be really great if I could just like say hi to him. I mean, we had this communication that went back and forth and <laughs> anyway that the net of it is is that it's true I mean it's, it was crazy right and and so she I don't know we just hit it off and and she said so why do you want to work for fortune and I went on to tell her that you know for me finance was made simple just by reading fortune magazine and he just really inspired me and she said well you know, you seem like you're, you know, really motivated and would be a great employee. Have you, would you be interested in any other roles? And I said, sure, I'll, t I'll do anything here. Like, I just thought I'm in the building and why not? And uh, so she connected me with somebody. And, you know, somewhere in my mind was this thought that if I actually get in the building, then maybe I'll be able to get to Fortune and talk to Marshall at some point, and uh, I'll I'll give away the the news that I never did work for Fortune magazine on the editorial side, but I was, uh, you know, I ended up taking a role in circulation, which ended up to be really the path that I was meant to take. So the receptionist, I think basically wanted you to leave and you were like no no I'm here I'm in New York City I'm in the building I have a letter that told me to come here have you always been someone who doesn't take no for an answer or isn't afraid of no or getting past the no
my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Where I wouldn't stop was if I didn't get the answers. Right. And oftentimes, and I think this is true to this day. And part of the reason why I've been able to build the company that I've built with without having experience from the beverage industry was that, you know, we would go when we were first starting Hint, we wanted to create a product that, you know, didn't have sweeteners in it, but didn't have preservatives in it. And I would go to our co-packers or bottlers when we were first starting out and I'd say, so why do you have to use preservatives in the product? And people would say, just because. And I'm like, now that's not an answer. I mean, that's like an answer, but that's not the answer. Like, why do you really have to use preservatives in it? And so, and, you know, there were plenty of people who slammed the door on me and said, can you just leave? I don't really have time for this conversation. But other people were, were like, 
oh, that's really interesting. I don't know the answer. I've been saying it for so long and I don't really know. And it'd be really interesting to kind of explore this with you. Mm-hmm. And, and and so it ends up that, I mean, we were the first product that used real fruit in it that did not use preservatives in the product. And so again, sometimes if you have tenacity, curiosity, you can actually stumble upon something that actually changes an entire industry that is now used by many other people in the industry. Um, but I think it just really goes back to this this whole idea of, you know, I guess you can say not taking no for an answer, but also not being so quick to accept no mm-hmm. as an answer. That ability to just say, you know, no is a slower path to yes is also what brought you to the beverage industry and to your first client in the industry and to creating hints. Can you share a little bit about that? And also, you know, tell us what happened the morning that you were giving birth to your fourth child. Did you know that story before before the book? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. So. I didn't either. And I loved it. So, uh, so yeah, so we, you know, basically I decided that I was going to launch this company and wrote the business plan and, and, uh, told my husband about six months prior to, uh, actually getting the first bottle on the shelf that I was going to be not only launching a company, but also launching my fourth child. And, (laughs) you know, he sort of like did a double take and thought that I was really strange. And I think he wasn't sure why he was married to me because he was like, I can't even believe you're putting these two things into the same conversation. And, you know, it's just really weird. But anyway, so he, uh, so, you know, we were moving along. He was staying close to me in this whole thing because I was writing very large checks out of our personal bank account. And I think he, you know, knew that I had made a little bit of money when I was at AOL, but he also knew that I could spend money, like, as he says, like no other person he had ever met in his life. And so he was like, okay, let me go with you to the bottling plant and actually see where this $50,000 for bottles and caps is actually going. And so through the process, we we thought we were going to get supplies back like a month before we ultimately launched. And like every other launch of a product, we were a little delayed. And so the product actually showed up at my house, in at my garage, a day before I was having my planned C-section. And so I wake up the morning of my plan C-section and my husband said, so what do you want to do? We're living in San Francisco at the time. He's like, do you want to go on a walk? Do you want to go have brunch? And I said, no, I want to go to Whole Foods and see if I can get the product on the shelf. And we had a babysitter all lined up for our other three kids. And he said, not what I expected you to say at all, but if that's what you really want to do, that's fine. And I said, it'd be so great if, you know, we got it on the shelf and then I could just go and just be really calm and deliver the baby. <laughs> and he's, he's like, okay, whatever. And so we get to Whole Foods and, you know, he's like, let me just carry the cases in for you. I don't want you lifting. And when we get in there, I see this guy who's, you know, the guy that I had met uh, months before who's merchandising the shelves. And I said, Hey, how are you? And remember that product I told you that I was going to develop. And 
here it is. And this is my husband, Theo. And he said, wow, you're really pregnant. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even say like, oh, that's an amirotic. He was like, no, I didn't realize you were so pregnant. And I said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm super pregnant. And I said, but anyway, so would you mind putting it on the shelf? And, you know, and so my husband is like, you know, backing up, just thinking, oh my God, this could just end really, really badly. And he said, so wait, you're delivering a baby this afternoon. How do you know you're delivering a baby this afternoon? And I said, well, I'm having a plan C-section. And he said, well, what's a plan C-section? And I said, oh, okay. So I've had three other C-sections and I had an emergency (laughs) C-section in my first baby. And then I ended up having, you know, my daughter, accidentally broke my ribs in the second delivery and so I ended up having all these c-sections and so we went on and on for like 30 minutes my husband was just like I cannot believe that she is educating this guy who's merchandising shelves in his 20s about planned c-sections and he was listening so intently to this conversation (laughs) and he was like Thank you so much for telling me. Like I've heard people say they're having a planned C-section, but I never knew that what that's what it was. And I said, any time. Like if you have any other questions about childbirth, like I'm your girl. <laughs> and and my husband was like, okay. Anyway, and I said, okay. So getting back to what we were talking about, can we put the product on the shelf? And he said, look. I really appreciate this. I will do my best. But we left the store not really knowing. I mean, I was basically like, you know, listen, like, can I watch you put the bottle on the shelf? And my husband was finally like pulling me out of the store. Like, like we need to have a baby. Like we're having a baby now. <laughs> You're over the line. Like, let's just get out of there. And so, uh, so anyway, so we left the store and went and delivered my son, Justin. And then the next morning, uh, we get a phone call in the hospital and I, you know, the, the one thing, and I'm sure you guys can appreciate this when you have your fourth child, none of your friends or family actually call. Yeah. No one really cares. You're like checked out. (laughs) She's having another baby. Like she won't be around. She won't be able to go to lunch or walk or anything for a few weeks. But I was just so excited that the phone rang and I thought, oh, who's calling me? And uh, my husband said, it's the guy from Whole Foods. Uh, And I was like, (laughs) oh, he's calling to see how I was doing. And he said, no. Uh, And he's talking, talking, talking. And I said, what's he saying? What's he saying? And he said, he said that the cases are gone. And I said, give me the phone. And so I grabbed the phone and I said, who took the cases? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, who took the cases? Like, I really, I hadn't gotten that far in sort of the idea. Like, I, I was like, so in the mode of get this product on the shelf or whatever. And now all of a sudden people bought the product. And I thought at first I was like, did, you know, one of the big soda companies come in and just throw it in the garbage or something? Like, was somebody trying to, you know, screw with me in some way. And, and he said, no, like we went through 10 cases overnight. Oh my gosh. And I mean, you have to understand too, like how crazy it was. I was sitting in the hospital. I'm like, you know, have my three days in, in, uh, the California, you know, hospital system now that I've had this plan C section. And I thought, you know, I need to get out of the hospital to go and 
get product back on the shelf because I don't think this guy is going to be like very nice to me. So I, I like literally <laughs> called my nurse. I'm like, um, can you check me out? And she said, no, 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 you have like two more days. And I said, no, 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 I'm fine. Like I've done this three times before. I'm totally good. Like I can get checked out right now. And, and, um, so anyway, we, we checked out and got product back on the shelf and, you know, it's, you know, we really thought we were at that point off to the races. What role has Dio played in your career over over your entire career, which spans, you know, before you started Hint when you worked in tech and, and, and of course, what you told us about the beginning of your career. But what role has he played in your career in yours and his? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people ask, like, oh, what's it like working with your husband? I think that the key thing that not only I would say and he would say, but people who know us really well and employees in the company, we're very different skill sets. I mean, mm-hmm. it's part of the reason we just celebrated our 25th anniversary, wedding anniversary. And, you know, we have four kids. We've worked together now for over 15 years. I think that the key thing is like not only having the um, different skill sets that we bounce off of each other and we really appreciate each other, but also having each other's back, right? I think that there's there's certainly days where, um, you know, you're tired, right? You're you're trying to not only manage your, you know, work and, and different stresses there, but also, you know, your family, right? And both are unpredictable. Right. Whether it's, you know, somebody like getting sick or somebody really needs you more than somebody else. And so having somebody that you're living with and breathing with every single day that may not be able to, um, you know, may not be able to take your place necessarily, but can actually be filled in enough because you guys are, you know, roughly talking to each other about everything going on. And so often I hear you know, from, from entrepreneurs who are starting companies together where maybe they're two best friends from college. And, you know, and unfortunately, like, it sounds good initially, but so often you have two different lives and two different sets of families and, and you know, maybe two different, maybe just career-wise too, that maybe you're not thinking, you know, along the same lines. And I think that that's the thing that I've seen you know, with, with Theo, that has just been really, really nice. And I mean, I remember in the early days when we were uh, going out and raising money, and I remember one investor said uh, that they wanted to have a private call with Theo on the phone. And uh, I was like, okay, it's fine. And, and uh, they said, so, uh, you know, we don't really invest in, in husband and wife teams because, you know, it's just... I don't know. There's like, there's just high failure rate. And uh, he said one of the smartest things. He he, he said uh, Theo said to this investor, potential investor. He said, "So I'm just not really that familiar with any of the companies that are like husband and t- wife teams that have failed. Can you share one of those with me?" And okay. um, and he said, well, "Well, I can't really think of any right now, but I know they're out there." And he yeah. said, "Okay, okay." Well, I just, I'm sure Kara's going to ask, like, who, you know, she's very curious, and she's going to ask, like, who it was. And it's totally fine if you, you know, aren't going to invest, but I'm just really curious, because it seems to kind of work for us. But uh, but anyway, I thought, again, I don't know that I would have that day sort of 
been so quick to kind of think of that, you know, response to it, right? Instead, I maybe I would have been defending like, oh, no, 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 it's all going to be fine or whatever. But, you know, he's not afraid to mm-hmm. sort of show up and come up with those things. I'm like, wow, that was like, that was impressive, right? And he was like, yeah, whatever, we need to move on. And, and that's another thing, too. I think having somebody that, you know, really believes in you and believes in, you know, supporting you, I think he's, he's also been you know, the number one person saying like, look, I'm the chief operating officer of this company. She's the CEO of this company. And it's, I mean, in our next gig, like that may reverse, right? Mm-hmm. She may, she may be supporting me, but it's not my idea. He was like, I, I drink a ton of water, but that's not my idea. I mean, few people know this secret, but like the main reason why we developed Hint Fizz was because of him. And he's a carbonated water drinker. I grew up with two parents who owned a market research company together. And so they worked together. They walked to work together. They, you know, everything they did was together. They were inseparable. And what my mom did is she created this boundary where we weren't allowed to talk about work at dinner mm-hmm. um, for, for better or worse. But I just wonder what the boundaries are in your life so that your kids don't feel like they're at the office all the time or your office doesn't feel like they're part of your family life. How have you you know, created those boundaries. I remember when Keenan, my 18 year old was um, 11 or 12 years old. And I think he saw Sheryl Sandberg on TV talking about lean in and, you know, it was just kind of watching it for a minute. And he said to me, mom, I didn't realize that women aren't CEOs. And I was like, okay, where's, where is this kid going with this like conversation? I'm about to, you know, like hit him on the head or something. And, and, and I was like, yeah, no, it's there. There's not many of us out there. And he was like, well, I think that's really cool that like I've grown up in a house with like a mom who's a female who's a CEO. And I'm like, okay, you're like, that's right. And he said, but I don't get it. Like, why aren't there more women CEOs? And, and I said, well, there's a lot of reasons along the way. It's important we have this really nice conversation. And he said, you know, it's like I play a lot of tennis and I don't really understand why, like, there aren't co-ed teams at school. And I said, that's a really interesting point. And he said, I would much rather play so often with women because I just I just enjoy it. And he, And I was like, well, that will probably change in your lifetime. And he said, yeah, like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things like that that are really messed up. And so I feel like also him seeing his parents, right, not only working together, but also just, you know, doing things a little bit differently. They pay attention. Right. And I I mean, frankly, I think all of my kids, but him in particular, will be not only a good manager, um, but also, you know, a good employee right? A good, like, he doesn't understand it, right? Why there is this, like, challenge and why people don't, aren't more inclusive or aren't more supportive of women, because he grew up in a house that just didn't live that way, right? He's got two very strong sisters as well. And never has there been a conversation like, well, I get to do that because I'm a guy or, you know, that's not a career for you. And I think like 
that is such just being a role model and again, an accidental role model to these kids, I think is just so key. Well, maybe it was an accident, but it sounds like you brought a lot of intentionality to raising your kids. Um, and I think that's really amazing and something for me to look up to as I am on the other end of parenting with these little girls. Um, <laughs> but how do you, like, how, how did you talk to your kids about work when they were little? Like, how did you talk to them about what you were doing? I've always wanted to simplify things down to make them very, very easy and for people to understand. And so oftentimes, even, you know, speaking to consumers, like I always tell people whenever I'm mentoring entrepreneurs and I feel like their pitch is way too complicated, I'm like, go talk to a 12 year old about your plan and make sure that they understand it. Because what I've learned is that people don't, if you're looking for money as an example, people don't invest in things that they don't understand and they won't take the time to actually say, typically, I don't understand it, right? Instead, they'll, you know, they'll just say, oh, it just wasn't for me, it was too complicated or whatever. And they won't actually own the fact that it might actually be be them. And so I'm always like thinking if a 12 year old can't understand, and again, it doesn't matter what the company is. I think you have to have this, you know, people call it an elevator pitch, but it has to be something really, really simple that people can ultimately understand. So again, I think it was just talking to them and, and maybe also as, you know, as you're, growing a business and and we were super busy and I know you guys totally hear me on this that it's just you know maybe there's a little bit of guilt along the way that you're feeling like okay I have to go on this business trip and here's what I'm doing I felt like if I could actually say okay here's what I'm going to do I'm going to this plant to bottle the product and the reason why I think this is really important is that it's, you know, state of the art. They got all of their equipment from Germany and, you know, and I'd show them the pictures and they were like, oh, wow, that's really neat. And then when I came back, I would tell them, you know, that exact same thing as well. And again, I think, you know, that's that sort of explanation really helps kids to you know, and you by the it, way, I mean, that that is actually such a key point that I think enough, not enough working women understand, which is that if you share your life with your child and you share mm -hmm. what you're doing at work, they feel good about it because you're excited about it and they feed off of our energy. Whereas if you apologize to your kids for working, they're going to feed off of that and say things that make you feel guilty. So I think every working parent has a choice. Do you involve your kids in your work and show them that you're proud of what you do so that they grow up to one day feeling proud of what they do mm -hmm. or do you you know talk to them in a way that is is just embedded with guilt i think that's so interesting sam just like my six-year-old this morning sloan said to me mom do you have to work today and i said oh i do and she goes i don't want you to work anymore and i said i looked at her and i felt guilty for a second and then i said you know sloan i love working and she's like oh sometimes i forget because i tell her that all the time I grew up with a mom that worked. My mother was a teacher my entire life, and she loved it, and she was so good at it, and I never saw it as a drawback.
there's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I so often feel like, you know, there's people that are coming in contact with your kids where it, it's kind of either you pass or you fail, you win or you lose. And it's not that clear, right? Mm -hmm. And that is not what life is about. Instead, it's, I think the best people that you know, I interview, I always say candidates are, you know, the people that can actually own that you know, they had challenges and they understand that about themselves and they fix things, right? Like that, those are the types of things. And again, sharing those things, you know, within our house with my family too, on um, why I think it's cool. It's just, you know, it's not so cut and dry. Although in your book, one of the things that surprised me about Undaunted is after reading it, the subtitle surprised me because it says overcoming doubts and doubters. And after reading, I don't feel like you have a lot of self-doubt. You're, you're full of optimism. I think everybody has doubt, right? And I think it's, it's what you do with the doubt. It's always challenging, right? When, especially when you've got this, you know, whether you call it a little voice or a big voice or, or whatever. And, and what I find too is that 
you can always find people and particularly people that care about you that will almost feed into that doubt. And so then you're then, you know, unfortunately, and this is not intentional, but it often will really, really take you down. It really just boils down to and what I talk about in the book, the, the decision of what you do at that point with those doubts. Do you tackle them or, you know, do you call the game? Something related to that, I think, related to failure is the feeling of being tired and exhausted. And, you know, you have been at working at Hint for 15 years. Uh, the Riveter is my first company. I'm only three years in. Park Place Payments is not Sam's first company, but then this go around, she's a, a couple years in. Like, do you ever get tired? <laughs> have you ever wanted to, like, as my two-year-old would say, pause the game? What, and what do you do? Of course I do. I mean, I, I really, again, I, like I'm leading a healthy left, lifestyle company, so I hope I would be. But I'm really, I really, really believe that what we eat and what we, you know, put inside of our body and how we treat ourselves, right? Not just about what we're putting inside of our body, but mental health and also exercise. And it's not just one or the other. People say like, oh, I need to go focus on my diet. I need to start exercising. I need to start, you know, focusing on mental health. I'm a huge believer that it's all of it. And sometimes that freaks people out because it's a lot. But it's like, you know, it's it's like managing your life, right? It's so key like that. And I think that when you do that, that you will come back to a place figuring out, like, I just... I'm clearer in my brain. I'm happier. I know the I know the way, right? And I think that that's such a key piece. If you ever need to talk to somebody too that has been there and been through it, I'm here. So, you, and I mean that sincerely. That is like it is pretty remarkable. We all met, you know, uh, through mutual friends, through a group that we're all in, and the power of women helping other women and connecting has been truly transformative in my own life. So thank you, Kara. Yeah, totally. You really, you really walk the walk, talk the talk. Um, am I saying that expression correctly? Thank I mess up you. all expressions. Well, you too. Feelings mutual. Um, all right. So Kara, we're just going to ask you some rapid fire questions. And then we're going to finish with one last question from Lou, who's our sound engineer, um, who will get on at the very end. But in the meantime, we'll just go rapid between me and Amy. I'll start. Um, what's the last book you read? The Soulful Art of Persuasion, actually. And it's an incredible, incredible book on just the 11 habits that will make anyone an influencer. <laughs> so very, very uh, interesting. Jason Harris. And uh, close runner-up right before that one, um, because I, I hit all genders, is, uh, do you guys know this one, Sherry Salata? No. Yes, I know Sherry, yeah. She worked for Oprah. Uh, amazing. Uh, what, I think we have time for one more from me, but what's your morning routine? Hike. Hike, oh, perfect. yeah. That, that's it. So one last question is just if you could change anything about the last 10 years in terms of your family life, what would it be? God, I don't think anything. Actually, I, you know, I would say that the thing that I, you know, really value the most today is time. Mm -hmm. That's that. It's just something that I just, you know, 
I wish it would slow down. I feel like my mom saying that, but I do. I really feel like it's like, uh, you know, something that I wish there were more time. And maybe this goes to sort of the question that you were just asking is um, believe that it's all okay, right? That, That even when there's challenges along the way, that, you know, it's just, it's really about experiences and listening and that it always does get better. And it really does, even when you think it doesn't, it really does. Kara, Lou is gonna pipe in with one last question. I know people really love uh, to hear about people coming out of uh, adversity and like overcoming. I'm sure on this 15 year journey, you had some like pitfalls and stuff that maybe stumbled you up. Uh, Would you mind sharing like a small anecdote of something that happened? Your Starbucks story. Your Starbucks story is quite incredible. Yeah, so, you know, the Starbucks story was huge win, right? We get into Starbucks, 11,000 locations, and then we get a phone call a year and a half later that we were getting bumped out of there, um, which, you know, is not the phone call that you want to get. And uh, I had over a million dollars of inventory sitting in my warehouse and had to go back and share this news with my investors. And, you know, I don't cry very often, but that one I definitely cried over. I thought, I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle this. And then got back to the office the next day and and really looked at the bright side of things was that we had been exposed to people in many cities and many states that we wouldn't have had the money to really, or the time to go and get distribution. So we were really lucky that we got this, you know, opportunity with Starbucks. And of course there were a few chuckles in my company saying like, of course, Kara finds like, you know, the silver lining and this whole thing. And I still hadn't figured out what to do with the million dollars in distribution. Um, but that's when uh, we got an email from Amazon and Amazon said, hey, I've been buying your product in Starbucks and we love it and we're launching this grocery business online and we're, we'd love to buy some inventory from you and uh, have you be one of the first partners to launch in grocery. And I said, I have like a fair amount of Blackberry Hint sitting in the warehouse right now. So if you want to buy it, that would be amazing. And so they did. And, you know, fast forward, um, not too long after that, but we became one of the number one products for Amazon in grocery. And, you know, fast forward even uh, a few more years, six years now, uh, the online business, which was really started with Amazon, is over 55% of our overall business. That was that point in that I talked about before where that wasn't the goal. The goal wasn't to get bumped out of Starbucks. But with every experience along the way, like if you listen, if you're out there, right, you handle it, there's a, there's a million reasons. Did, did everything go the way that I wanted it to with Starbucks? No, but ultimately it led, if we wouldn't have been in Starbucks, would Amazon have seen our product and gotten it in there? And so I think that it's just, it's really about, you know, recognizing those challenges as just, they're, they're necessary for your next steps. 
That was such a fun and inspirational interview. Kara's just so good at sharing the stories of how she built Hint and how she's building it and what she's doing. So I love talking with her. Yes, she sent a case to my family the other day, and so we've been going through all the flavors <laughs> and comparing, uh, and that's been really fun. And I do think one of the things that that this period has taught me even is that, you know, I talk to Kara quite frequently now, and I feel like our friendship has developed only recently. And it is really neat to know that you're you're never too old to make new friends. You there's you never want to close that door of of making new friends and finding people that you have things in common with. I think so often we think, okay, I have my five best friends and that's all I need. And at the end of the day, as life changes, your needs change and your interests change. And so it's okay to always keep that door open. I agree. Um, and Sam, look, we made friends with each other in the past few years. So if you had been oh closed gosh, off. I, you're, you're on the A team now and you're not, you're not leaving. <laughs> I never, I'll never leave, Sam. <laughs> Our podcast is powered by Sam and I's companies. Uh, my company is The Riveter at theriveter.co. And Sam's company is Park Place Payments at parkplacepayments.com. I'm so proud of you for not saying the www. I did it just for you, asshole. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.